Good morning. Welcome to Trending. This is Ben Rogers, your host. The last few weeks I've been visiting with counties and getting updates on school systems and county operations. This week I want to bring back City of Cookville Mayor Ricky Shelton to get us caught up with everything happening in the city. I haven't had the mayor on in a while and I know he's been very busy the last few months as well as the council. The council's been busy. He will be here updating us on some of uh, what's going on with the city. Uh, operations, uh, summer events that's coming up. Uh, are they happening? What's going on there? Just some good information. Uh, we're also going to hit some any new retail. Uh, we, we know we've had an announcement last week with a restaurant. I want him to talk some about that. Uh, all the good stuff going on in Cookville. We've been through so much as a, a city and county here in Putnam County and city of Cookville. I can't think of anybody else better to talk about the city than Mayor Shelton. Mayor, thank you for being here. Thank you. Appreciate you having me again. How, how's everything going? It's uh it's it's been a a, a giant uh, blur over the last uh, since about March third mm-hmm. at uh, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I and I, I was there the that afternoon, and I remember seeing you. And we didn't communicate a lot because you were focused, Randy was focused. I was trying to do whatever y'all want me to do, and then eventually said, you know what, I just need to get out of the way. Uh, Brandon Smith said, no, I want you here, and I was like, Brandon, I appreciate you, but. I'm just sitting here taking up air. These people need to breathe. But yeah, yeah, you were busy. Uh, everybody there is busy. Y'all done a wonderful job. Can't brag on everybody enough. I've, I've probably bragged onions every week, and I'm still going to do that for a long time. Oh, so we appreciate it. It's a uh, you know I said it's like organized chaos in that emergency operations center, and uh, you know it's uh, everyone has their uh, function, mm-hmm. and uh, you you kind of just make sure you stay out of their way and. And and Randy and I kind of led from a you know thirty thousand foot view, trying yeah. to, to to keep everything going in the right direction. And you know th- that <clears throat> event is so much different than what we're dealing with now. You know, a, a tornado or a natural disaster or something like that. There's there's steps, right. and, and you kind of have a a playbook to go by. And you know, right after that, then the and then this uh, the COVID situation hit here, and and uh, really everyone's learning as we go how to you know up and down like like a roller coaster you, you find you get different information almost uh, sometimes hourly but certainly daily yeah and we're going to get into the, who you've relied on and, and who you've talked spoke with because you know you and randy are doing now you're doing updates through facebook and all the media outlets uh, how how often are y'all doing we're, those we're down to once a week now once a we, week. We, we went for, for a while we were doing daily and mm-hmm. then we kind of dropped down to three days a week and then two days a week we're down to, to, to a day a week you know, there's just um, people appreciate the com- communication and the information, but sometimes we we don't have a lot of new information other than just numbers, right. and those are being put out obviously by the state who we rely on for those numbers. But um, but we can talk about a little bit about that too. Well, and it's been really good to me because it keeps us informed. But you're right; there's only so much you can say. Especially when y'all were doing it every day, y'all were, y'all were mainly focusing on the increases in numbers. Uh, how how rapidly is it increasing? Or is it is that normal pace? Of course, there's more to people being tested, so the more you test, the more cases you're going to have. Um, who, I mean, have, have y'all been? Who have y'all really relied on? The health department? Well, a lot, yeah, Lisa Bumlow at the health department a lot. Obviously, she's she's our local expert, and that's where all the testing is is centered through. That you know, Putnam County is testing pretty much from our understanding more than most other counties anywhere in Tennessee. We certainly have it more available to people, right. you know, drive-through testing and you know, sometimes sometimes it's been 7 days a week, I think it's down to 5 days a week now, but uh, it's available and it's free and it's out there. The problem that that all of us are having right now, you know, we are seeing an exponential rise in cases, but we're having an exponential rise in testing. And so you can't adequately and fairly figure out are we are we increasing at a faster pace than other counties because we're missing a key data point, and that data point is how much 
are these other places testing? So if you don't have the number of tests, you know, if you don't know how many are tested and therefore you receive, you're, you're getting a, we have a positive number, we have a population number, but if you don't have that key data point, then you're just guessing. Right. And we, we can only get access to our numbers. We know that we've tested almost 7,000 people at the health department. I don't, you know, we've been compared a little bit to Knoxville. They have, what, five, six times the population, and we have more cases than they do. The question is how many tests have they right. performed? We don't know that. I know we know at one point we were told when we had about had tested about 4,500, they were less than 3,000. I don't know that. I know they don't offer drive-through testing. Right. I know you have to make an appointment. <clears throat> so, again, none of this is to downplay this, but I think everything you have to give in context. You know, if you just look at, a, oh, my gosh, our numbers are exponentially increasing, they are. Right. Now, is that – because I think if you – across the board, if every city and county – in Tennessee or in the United States, tested, I think we know that this this uh, virus is out there. Right. Obviously, sure, it's not just you know Pickett County went forever and had no cases. Do we believe that Pickett County had no cases? Right. I personally don't. Right. I believe it spread, and I believe they as as somebody finally got tested. So it's out there, and until you have these numbers, which we can't get access to, we can't fairly compare ourselves. Yeah, and I, I'm, you're, I know you're not downplaying anything. I'm not either. I've no. tried to try to be as transparent on this show when i've talked to officials or, or people yeah. thing is is it, it is there I, interesting this week though I, I talked to two different people unrelated from each other their families one one gentleman said hey i had this in january there's no doubt i i had this a lot of I, people think I, they did I, you get i went to the t- be tested for the flu it was negative negative strep negative flu yeah still it, had this yep, respiratory had deal. a hard time breathing was coughing whatever felt like they had a fever and it went through this guy went through his whole family they went through it end up being fine the next gentleman i spoke to and this is just random discussion he he had it he feels like he had it in january as well but none of his family went right. through any of the same symptoms and it's, it just affects everybody differently well and that's the key too you know a lot of people could have it you know it it, it, it severely or adversely affects a, a smaller percentage of the population especially those that you know compromised immune system diabetes cardiovascular respiratory issues those are the people that need to be really really careful sure no matter whether we think there's a bunch of cases here or not i mean that's and and that falls back to what we've been preaching personal responsibility and using common sense you know, I don't think any time in history have we ever quarantined healthy people. Right. And that's what we ended up doing, and it ended up, you know, really hurting our economy. Yeah. Again, not choosing economy over people. Sure. Not doing that, but you got to have a balance in that. So if you've got – if you're compromised, then you need to take that personal care to not be exposed. Get somebody else to go shopping for you. Do those things when, when, if you can to do that and, and then try to balance having an economy going, unemployment. You know, what are the ramifications right. of – People without a job, poverty level, substance abuse, mm-hmm. domestic violence. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've seen domestic violence up at as much as eight hundred percent. Right, and you know, suicide. All these different things. So we, you can't. You've got to have a multifaceted approach to this. Yeah, and you talked about domestic violence and being. You know, people are staying home and they're they're around their spouses more. And I'm not joking at all because it, it's happened. But yeah. I, you know, luckily my wife has been the difference. She's I'm glad you're home. This has been great. Right. We've been able to. You know, it's been fun. And she hasn't wanted to uh, commit any domestic violence crime against me. So or, or kick you out of the house. Kick yeah. me out. Want to yeah. sit me down with my parents. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I, and I, I people say I brag probably too much on people, but that's I'm not going to short it. You and Randy. Porter have done a great job on these updates. You did a great job through the tornado stuff. Y'all are very transparent. You're very honest. 
um, you're positive, which I think you have to be, but you're honest. You're not filling us full of information that don't exist. No. So I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate so on that. top of that, I will say that uh, a lot of people have bragged on you outside of um, even some people that I work with throughout the state who've who come to your Facebook page or Randy's to watch just to get an update, and they, they may live in West Tennessee. Sure. And they're like, do these guys have a morning show or anything? I was like, no, but they probably should. And I would love to see the, the Ricky and Randy we're, we're show. We're in negotiations <laughs> on that. I pre- <laughs> and I appreciate you using my name first. Yeah, he, when he tells it, he always wants to say the Randy and Ricky <laughs> well, show. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm just kidding. I, you're here, no, but um, I I, y'all do a great job, and, and I appreciate it. So, and we got a, a couple minutes left in this segment. We'll talk more about the city stuff, too. But are our city operations back to normal? Well, pretty much. I mean, so all city facilities are back open. You know, obviously everyone's made provisions now. You know, you got the the physical distancing spaces. And, you know, we have a – unlike the courthouse, the courthouse doesn't have that many people – typically that come in and visit it that few right. offices there the city hall actually has quite a few because you sure. can come pay your bill in there and mm-hmm. so we had operated for so long with just the drive through or online options and um but now that's back open again i think last week 450 people came in um and so um working through that process the only things right now that aren't back open in any capacity are the dogwood park fountain the okay. parks are open mm-hmm. the dogwood park fountain's not on yet and the playgrounds hard to see playground and the playgrounds at cane creek are not open yet and those are still based off of the governor's opening guidance uh sure. the tennessee pledge guidelines that pretty much talk about splash pads and and playgrounds now uh i don't know you know our parks director's working through that of right. what that's going to look like uh, you know the concern i guess is you know i, I know the cdc is going back and forth you know can it live on an inanimate object or a surface you know first they said yes and they said no now they said maybe yes again i saw that so we don't know so all that's changing and so i think again if if i hope we can get those back open soon and then i would just say to people you know bring your own wipes and you know before your child gets on there wipe the thing down sure. and and then be kind and when they're done wipe, wipe it, it off it again. again and then the yep. next person wipe it so you can, to me that's the way that we have to because we cannot live our life waiting on a vaccine of which the flu vaccine proves number one it doesn't always work number right. two how many thousands of people don't even take it right so you can't wait around. You've got to figure out how to coexist with this thing and manage and mitigate it. And um, and that's what we're talking about doing. So everything's back open except those. The picnic shelters are now uh, they're they're for rental again. Uh, Cane Creek Sportsplex, the the fields. I know they're working with uh, County Parks and Rec mm-hmm. and John Ross Albertson and and them to decide and talking with other members of the state. What's that going to look like? You know, <clears throat> having teams again. It may be fall before team sports. I don't know. Those are administrative issues that that uh, the mayor and council don't really get involved in. I understand uh, that. And you know you know how that is I too. So you got administrators to that, that you want them to make the decisions right. and 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 we try to stick by them. So well, we'll continue to talk when we come back about some of the operations going on. But uh, good information. You're listening to Trending uh, on Friday morning with uh, Mayor Ricky Shelton from the city of Cookville. So we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Trending. This is Ben Rogers, your host. I have with me city of Mayor, uh, or city of Cookville Mayor Ricky Shelton. Uh, he has given some good information. In the first segment, and we're talking about the city operations. Are they back to normal? And some are, and some are not quite yet, based on CDC guidelines and and governor's recommendations. Uh, one big part of the city of Coville, one of the big services in my mind that you provide and, and my wife and I have utilized over the years is leisure services and, and the um, the community center there, the the building there at Cane Creek. Right. 
are the classes going now? Yeah, they they've started several of those back. Obviously, you know, again, figuring out and smaller groups and that kind of thing. One thing they did, and I think that's what we you're seeing businesses and others adapt to this uh, new way to do things. They offered a, they still offered content all throughout this uh stay at home safer at home kind of thing that right. we were all dealing with uh online content and so they produced a lot of that and, and we're working through that and you know I, I think that's what we're all going to see is new ways or maybe ways that were available that we really didn't utilize uh, and i think i think there's going to be things that come out of this um situation that we've dealt with some of some of them will be good you yeah. know some of them will be new ways to do things you know when whenever uh, you know zoom meetings for for council and commission and yep. things like that now it's not ideal on an ongoing basis but certainly in a in a situation like this i know the school did that as well you know sure i think we're going to see more and more people do online school or you know, uh, school at home and those kind of things. So I think a lot of things are going to change. Some of them won't be as good, but I think some of them will be. As yeah. Better. I, and I, that's what I've said too, is we're, we're learning to do things differently. And some of those things may be better than what we've been doing. Right. Uh, and you and I discussed before you come on, you had zoom meetings today already, uh, or got zoom meetings today. I've got zoom meetings today. We might as well own stock and zoom as much yeah. as i've been on zoom two days this week i've had eight zoom meetings yeah i mean that's just and it, it that my honor anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours yep. and it's like how do you get on zoom for three hours well if that's what they require you to be on or what you need I to know. be on and so and i had one of our commissioners propose back in march or actually april why don't we do our commission meeting through zoom which i think is okay but with 24 of us i told her i said we're going to try the twin lakes conference call first See how it goes. If it goes well, we're going to stick with it. Well, then she was on the joint uh, meeting with you, the inter- intergovernmental right. joint economic development intergovernmental committee last week, and she's like, "No, we can't do a commission meeting through Zoom because well, it's just too much." Well, there are ways to do it. You know, if you you have to have it so the moderator has to you know mute the lines and yep. do. Otherwise, I mean, we were on a Randy and I were on a, a call with the, the governor and had from county mayors all mm-hmm. over Tennessee. I mean, some of them looking at their, you know, look, didn't know their camera was on, and some of them were on the phone. Uh, yeah. yeah, so didn't mute themselves you, talking about God knows what, every, everything. So yes, there is etiquette uh, there to is. that uh, that uh, needs to be um, uh, utilized. So um, leisure services back up. Yes. Is the gym? Open. It, it's now back open, okay. and you know, again, modifying with they the numbers of people. And, okay. Because again, as we've talked, as we've said all along, we had, you and I didn't got to talk about it, but you know, all of our stuff is based off the governor's guidelines. Sure. So we uh, city county mayor didn't have the authority to close any business. We don't have the authority to open any business. Um, if you've seen, you know, they talk about the eighty nine and the six. The 89 are, are 89 counties that have a, st- uh, a state-run health department. The other six have their own health department. That's uh, Nashville, Chattanooga, Knoxville, Memphis, yeah. and two others. Yeah. Uh, maybe Upper East Tennessee. I think so, yeah. And one other. I mean, anyway, those six. So, so the health department, at, controlled by the county, actually dictates and can – can operate, and that's why you've seen in that we see a lot of information about Nashville, obviously, but that's who guided all that. So they didn't follow the governor's guidelines, right? So, but we did, 
And, um, you know, I know we had some some counties around us, uh, one or two, you know, to say, well, we're going to open back up. Well, you can say that, but none of us had the authority to do that, right. just like we didn't have the authority to close them. Mm-hmm. And so we were getting messages, you need to close them, you need to close them. Well, we can't. And then we had message, you need to open things. Well, we can't do that either. Yeah. So, you know, balancing that, people oftentimes don't understand, um, you know, I I know some people in other states you've seen kind of have gotten off on all this power. That I listen, I'm a free market person. I want sure. the free market to run. I sure. want. Uh, I think less government is better. Uh, you know, I think there's vital functions that the government should provide always, um, and then there's things that we need to stay out of. And you know, this is a very unique situation. I think it's going to rewrite how we look at and do things, though. And we just have to be careful that we we don't overreach. And we certainly. I would hate to be in a, a round where you have somebody that that really takes that uh, newfound power and really abuses it. Yeah, and it's the whole you have you know as mayor you have the right to shut down anything you want to. That was I was getting questions, and that's yeah. of course my county mayors asked me. But even about cities, I'm like guys. The, it's it's the same unless their charter says something different. I think Nashville's diff was different. I don't know. There's was you know, but it, unless it says something different, there it's going to fall on what the governor says. So leave the mayors alone. Let them do the, what they can do, and everything's going. And eventually, of course, it, it was shut down. But now, I, I had, had conversations with the governor sure. a couple times and his advisors, and and shared some some thoughts and some. Um, some things that I thought that weren't being, you know, fairly and equitably done in some cases. But again, we that's just an opinion. And uh, yeah, of course, I got opinions too. And speaking of, you know, things being shut down, and it's it affects everybody. But sure, my my example is my wife's an entrepreneur. She runs her own business, and and she makes jewelry. And people, a lot of people know that. Well, she has her jewelry in, she does wholesale, so she has her jewelry in several boutiques across the state. Well, five of them have closed down, you know, and yeah. so she's got, now she's got two. So it's affected us, but, Absolutely. you know, we're managing, we're fine, but it's affecting a lot of people. I know yeah. there's some places probably in Putnam County that are going to close and may not open. We don't know officially we don't. what what those are, and but unfortunately it's affected us. Well, the problem, with, you know, was that whole, you know, essential and non-essential. Mm-hmm. And, and then you see, you know, people got frustrated and saw businesses, you know, lows and, you know, with hundreds and hundreds of people crammed in there. Well, it was more about a, a, an items that were deemed essential. And if right. you sold those items, then therefore you were an essential business. Yep. As it turned out, I mean, technically, from the way it was written and, and, uh, and told to me later, Pretty much any small business probably could have stayed open if they had less than ten people in them. Wow. Now, would you have sold anything? Yeah, maybe not. But would it have given people an opportunity to figure out? You know, I don't know. And it's one of those things. No matter what you do, something some people are going to disagree with it and sure. be wrong. And so it's, you know, leadership in these kind of cases, tornado, this is it's it's lonely and it's hard. It is. And so part of what you got to do as city mayor and, and the chair of the council. Um, is constantly monitor revenue, and I know we have city manager and James does a great job, and sure. that's his daily job. But you're, I mean, you're obviously involved, and the council's involved right. with that. What we we don't officially know what April revenue is yet, but what was what was March revenue like? The, the March was down about ten percent for the city. 
um, you know, Cookville, of course, that's, I think, what, 75% of the the tax revenue is the city of Cookville. Mm-hmm. I know Baxter was up and Allgood was up. You know, part of that was, you know, they had the stores there closest into Baxter that yeah. people couldn't come down 70 from that. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Mayor Martin was hated the reason he got it, but he's proud sure. to have the increase in revenue. Sure. And, uh, I, I told him, I said, now don't don't be getting any ideas. You want to close seventy and keep people <laughs> yeah. from coming down through there. Exactly. Uh, but uh, he does a great job there. But you know, um, April will be the telltale, and then May. But really, April that's when everything was really yeah. was really closed down. And um, one probably positive for us is that we did have the big boxes, you know, Walmart and, and Sam's and, and Lowe's, and they were extremely busy. They were. Um, you know, so maybe, but small business really hurt. It, and, it uh, did. That was that was, I guess, as being a former small business owner, that that hurt my heart more than anything, uh, because you know stimulus checks came out, and the people who really need the money spent in their businesses, the small right. businesses, were closed. Yeah, and you know it was left, and people spent a lot of people spent that stimulus money like it was a lot. Sure. And again, you know, it's, it's your money. You can do what. Well, it's all. I guess it was whoever's money it was. Yeah. But the point was, you know, you get that check, you can certainly make that decision. Yeah. But the idea was, you know, to help you utilize it for your bills coming up. I think a lot of people probably maybe spend it for 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 things that uh, extras, and that's fine. They can certainly do that. Uh, but it would have sure been nice for our small businesses to be able to benefit from that. It, yeah, I agree. It, it would have. And I'm hoping to see those small businesses start opening back, especially in the historic part of Cooper sure. where there's so many. You know, y'all have worked so hard of getting that side yeah. of town rebuilt, yeah. restructured, looking great. These businesses, boutiques, stores, restaurants coming in, and then all this happens. You know, and so it hurts them, but I'm hoping they're able to weather the storm. Uh, we got two segments left. If you can stick around, sure. uh, we're going to come back. This is Trending and Ben Rogers, your host. Uh, Ricky Shelton will be back in just a moment to talk about what's going on this summer. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit, continue to talk some about the city capital projects and the budget, uh, and, and we'll talk about the Tornado Relief Committee that he and Mayor Porter set up when we return. Welcome back to Trending. This is Ben Rogers. I'm delighted to have Ricky Shelton, the city of Cooble Mayor, with me. I want to talk about capital projects. COVID-19 has affected, obviously, revenue, and, and, and for county and cities has affected how their you know their daily operations are going and their big projects. So, But we did, We are – our budget is going to have no tax increase. Uh, we were going to get to that, so I'm extre- glad. Extremely I'm, important that we – there's a lot – you know, you see, you've seen these you – know, what, Nashville, 33%? Yeah, oh, Good grief. But, no, we're uh, – you know, a, a flat line – uh, budget um, had to move a couple things around to make that work, but and still have you know our capital projects as you, as you asked about originally. But I want to make sure everybody knew no tax increase. Well, let's talk about the budget no, real quick since you yeah. brought it, and that's fine because we were going to get to it. No increase, um, and y'all normally pass it in June. Correct, and we'll be so <clears throat> there are two meetings in June. We'll do a first and second reading on it. We're probably last meeting we went we're kind of a hybrid meeting four of us were there and one was on zoom uh we'll probably do june in some capacity like that and then hopefully back to to full me but we will have public hearings on that as well but yes we are, we're passing that we, we're uh funding our uh employees uh, like they need to be and and uh, so no cuts in, no cuts on any of that and um you know we're, we're glad we're able to do that and you know the employees have worked really hard through through all this and they through, have through, and, through and both, it's hard not to reward 
those employees for and even the non uh public safety ones sure. the, the ones that have that kept the doors open or kept answering the phone at the city Absolutely. taking those bills all through this i mean they're just a, you know they've done a great job and and so you've heard it you know the plan right now you're passing the budget in june like you always right. do uh no increase in in taxes the the budget's pretty much state status quo besides other maybe trying to give some raises i'm assuming just longevity longevity and, and, yeah, stuff, yeah. the stuff like that, that normally happens stuff that normally yeah. happens so yes uh same thing with county right now of right. course we haven't met but that's our departments have been great so far that i've Good. heard have turned in status quo budgets and said no we're not asking for anything because it's just been a hard time absolutely Y'all have y'all always have capital projects going on. That's part of running a city. That's part of making the right. city attract, uh, being attracting and, and to businesses. And roads are a big part of that. Last time you and I were on, we were talking about all the road projects. But you have other stuff going on. Has this affected the process or the progress? I should say. Well, you know, in those capital projects. You know, we have the police department and police headquarters, and and it was ready to be bid, and so we kind of delayed about a, a six weeks of when we wanted to send that on out for bid. It went through all the the design process, and then the then getting all that set up and ready and so we have in fact actually gone ahead and sent that for bid you know you're, you're trying to decide do we want to proceed with this something that's been much needed and we we delayed it about six weeks and we said let's go ahead and bid it uh, and that, that pretty much starts the dominoes once you bid it uh, as far as it kicks in of, of what we need to do and you know as long as it comes back within within the budgeted amount that we'd kind of set aside uh, to figure out our bond issue, then then I'm sure we'll proceed, but we'll wait and see what those numbers come back to. And that's and it's interesting now, right now. I've talked to a couple of school systems that maybe are repairing roofs or, right. or adding on to buildings. They've told me that when they've sent it out to bid during these last <laughs> couple of months, it's come back lower than they yeah. projected because these they're, these contractors are trying to stay open and Absolutely. running, and so they can pay their employees and sure. they can feed their families. So right now might be a, might good, be time a good time to, we'll to continue out. on. I mean, you'll find yep. out when you get the bids back. Uh, any other capital projects going on in the city? Just some some standard, you know, some equipment some vehicle and truck purchases and and things for public works and just some some standard things nothing extravagant no you know no no big wish items uh right now and and don't know right i don't think it'd be prudent to do anything like that you know again the 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 police headquarters is something that's been on been talked about for years and we we wanted to go ahead we got that to that ready we've already had the land for that and so uh but as far as any other major projects like that we'll we'll try to do some more road some road projects and we've got a few in the works or in the design or you know a few state projects that are uh, in right-of-way acquisition and others so trying to manage and facilitate those and in sidewalk projects we'll continue to do those and some general maintenance things but nothing nothing huge nothing huge and and business has, has got to continue and county yes. and city government's got to continue uh we you know as a county wide we we thought this back in february we thought right now we'd be discussing new jail right new school and these meetings, which I want to get into next, of how we've had to conduct meetings, because you're the, you're the same. The council's had to do electronic meetings. Yeah. We feel like we didn't want to overload our agenda with big items like building something. Uh, and we've, we kind of voted just to say, hey, we are going to build a jail and add on to where it's at. But we never voted to spend any money because right now is not the time to be spending a lot of money that when mm-hmm. we don't know what revenue is coming in. Sure. For as, as far as your council meetings have been, have y'all scaled back on the agenda because of this? Yeah, I mean, we've been able to to postpone, you know, any kind of major thing. Nothing, right. nothing major. So it's been very light. Um, now our June, our first two, our, our June fourth and June eighteenth uh, meetings will be real heavy because planning commissions had to do the same thing. They've kind of done electronic, and so several things that will, you know, to hold a public hearing, we really need to be in the public. Sure, you know, it's very difficult to hold a public hearing online. That just really doesn't, 
And so to be fair, we so we'll have a pretty heavy agenda in June to try to get caught up on a few things. And I'm glad you mentioned Planning Commission. They've continued to meet. Yes. Um, missed one. I believe missed March possibly and okay. then met April, May. They're, they're so important to the city. And Absolutely. people sometimes don't think about what the Planning Commission does, but they're the ones deciding if something can be built or they're the ones deciding – what kind of codes this uh is it residential is it commercial they do such a good job so they have to meet they do and um they may have missed one but they've continued to meet it's like i said business has to continue they so. do you know uh, for a project or a um uh, rezoning or anything like that it's it's studied and then it, it it gets on their agenda and it's two public hearings there and then it if it passes it comes to the city council and has two public hearings or if it doesn't pass, then the person that that brought it can appeal it right. to the council for a public hearing. Right. So, so there's a lot, you know, options. But it takes a little while to get things, and that's why, you know, when you miss a meeting or two, it throws projects on further down the road. So, getting it's important to get those back online. Gotcha. So we know we feel like, of course, the city's back to operating. Um, you know, the parks are still limited as far as the playgrounds go. The walking track at Cane Creek's open, where yes. people can still walk and run. Things are slowly getting back. We yes. hope. I saw something just yesterday about the new normal social distancing. I, golly, I have a hard time with that. I miss hugging people yeah. and handshaking and, you know, do you do fist bumps or elbows or, you or know, you what is that? you just not even look at each other. It's kind or, of weird. Or you do it and then break out your bottle and, and <laughs> yeah, sanitize exactly. yourself. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just we're we're in the South, and, uh, again, I'm, I'm a hugger. I, I like to hug people, and uh, it's been odd. It has been sure. odd, especially for you, like you and I that are people – people persons that we want to be around yeah. people we have to be around people and you know not having commission meetings in public was really weird for me right and i you know it's just i'm, I'm hoping things will get back to that normal what we knew it's that's where i'm hoping yeah and i quit i kind of quit using the word social distancing i started using physical distancing because you know it, it um, I, I saw that somewhere else i, I certainly didn't coin that but it, it you know i don't want to not be have social interaction yeah I mean, yeah, if I have to be apart from you, you know, physical distance from you, I think it makes a little more sense and maybe provides a better connotation because never was it mandated that we should lock ourselves in a dark house and not get out and not social right. or not be out in the outdoors in the sunshine. Yeah. But, you know, so I think I think it's important to to kind of ba again balance is is the key. I agree. So what? Let's talk about your personal life for a yeah. minute. You're you know you have a career other than <laughs> running being the mayor, and people don't understand it's not a paid full time job, but you treat it like a full time job because you put your work into. What is what's changed in your actual real job? A lot. You know, I'm in pharma, pharmaceutical sales and I work for a fantastic company called AstraZeneca Pharmaceuticals in diabetes sales. And so I typically, you know, would travel a thousand miles a week. My territory was Cookville all the way into Knoxville. And <clears throat> early on in this, um, you know, we kind of went into, uh, you know, we were going. they didn't want us out in the field for ob obvious reasons. You know, if I'm going in 10 doctor's offices a day, they probably don't want other people in there we have a chance to to spread something and so for our safety and for the offices they they kind of brought us back what it did for us though again we we're talking about this new new way of doing things it opened up an opportunity for us to do virtual engagements with our medical providers and we were one of the first companies in our industry that started doing this and and we even do virtual lunches and so you know i would uh, have a caterer so we we're able to help sure. still spend money in these areas and send send lunches into these offices and the physicians 
who badly needed a break because we were one of the only pharma companies doing this right. and they were all working, you know, nine to nothing and, uh, you know, give a few minutes to get on a, vid- a video. As, it's like a Zoom, but it was encrypted. And so able to have a conversation with them, you know, what, what can we do for you? What can we do to help you? You know, we're able to still send samples into their office uh, by electronic signature. And so just some things that we had never had the opportunity to do. It will be something going forward that that our company will use in some capacity a lot, and and that's been really good. The other thing I'm real proud about about our company is I don't know if they've been in the news. A couple of things, you know, the University of Oxford in England was one of the first ones trying to develop a, a COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, AstraZeneca has partnered with them and has agreed to produce one billion doses. They have secured they they have uh, AstraZeneca has secured the production capacity around the world mm-hmm. for 1 billion doses of this as soon as it's on the market and is going to produce it at cost wow. at no profit. Wow. And so uh, 30,000 people have already gone into a phase three trial. Right. I mean, this is unheard of to get this, wow. to get something this quick. And so a, a, a vaccine could be ready, could possibly be ready as early as October. Wow. Um, that's big news. Again, which is not, you know, that's a, that's usually an 18 to 24 month process. Sure. I mean, you're talking less than nine months right now. If you whether you take it or not, if when it's available, that's up to you. Your your choice, right. personal freedom. Right. But the big thing is uh, of the science and technology that's out there, and our company is one of the leaders of that, and so very very proud of that. Um, and so, yeah, it's really changed changed that. We're actually though going back out into the field uh, Monday in in a in some kind of hybrid capacity, kind of like we've been doing hybrid meetings. You know, some sure. some online, some not. I'm gonna check in you know which offices will let us in which offices you know really wants us to wait and how can we basically serve them good good information we have one more segment when we return uh with mary ricky shelton from Kuval. this has been rogers we'll be back in just a moment Welcome back to Trending. This has been Rogers. I continue to visit with Ricky Shelton, mayor of the city of Cookville. We're talking about working at home. His his uh, career has changed a little bit. You've been at home working. Y'all have learned how to operate uh, differently with business. My question is, has Shannon kicked you out of the house at she, any point in time? She has not. Okay. Yeah. Right. It, That's it, good. It's good. And, you know, my my daughters, uh, she actually started homeschooling her daughters this year anyway. Sure. And so when all this uh, transpired, it was no different for, for, for them. And, and I think that's what we're going to see going forward i mean not everybody doesn't have the ability to do that i understand that but i think online is here to stay yeah online classes and i think it could actually help in the future in our school systems that we may not have to build as big a buildings or as many buildings maybe you need smaller flex rooms and and and, uh anyway i just think it's a I think it's one of those things that's going to come out of it that may be a positive thing. Yeah, I agree, and it could happen sooner than later, really. Um, but I'm thankful for my family. Like you, I know, like you, you know, we, we, uh, in in public life and and doing that, it it's a huge commitment for us. But it's a it's just as big a commitment. It is, and, and time away from your family and and uh, what they have to put up with and deal with. So uh, they're thankful. Yeah, yes. they're patient. I know you are too. I get phone calls at home and. And before, when I wasn't home, my wife would answer, and, and then she would take the butt chewing from the person calling because of me. <laughs> and so I'd go home and apologize to her because right. she got yelled at by a constituent, which that's why I'm here. I mean, you, you, my phone number's there. You call it. If you need something, let me know. If you're mad at me, I'll try to, to help you. But anyway, uh, you, you know how that is. So let's talk about hopefully some good stuff. Um, <clears throat> you, the city and you are always very proactive, even throughout the whole year, but especially Memorial Day mm-hmm. on, which we just – Right. Memorial Day, 
the summer events you always right. having like slide the uh, slide the city and then the fourth uh, July uh, fourth red, red white and boom red white and boom yeah. always do you have an update yeah. well on- I, very soon <clears throat> I'll announce that the details you know we've been back and forth of trying to I, I wasn't didn't want to be one of those places that canceled it three months ago sure because we didn't know what we're going to deal with so we're going to have uh, in in some uh, different capacity we're having red white and boom okay this will be our sixth annual and you know uh, um, also uh, my wife and I form better cookful it's a nonprofit that facilitates these events and so um, I'm thankful for our business community and our business partners that you know have been working with me throughout this to help fund this you know that's important to know that it's uh, we're not talking about tax revenue here we're talking about individual private businesses that believe in what <clears throat> these events are and so you know what's going to be great about red white and boom this year is as our community needs something positive and something to celebrate and we're going to make this about honoring the tornado victims and the healthcare heroes and our first responders and our frontline workers and so uh we're we're gonna di- we're gonna have it we're gonna have a uh i'll announce there'll be parts of it that won't happen there'll be parts of it that'll be a little different but uh, we're, we're going to have a celebration in cookful so that people you know families and people can kind of rally around and look forward to something and take Good. a take a little break from from uh from the news and 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 just try to have something positive because i know it's one of it's one of the event that most many many people look forward to and we have thousands of people i know a lot of cities are canceling their stuff yeah. and we're going to be respectful we're going to be safe mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're not saying, hey, we're going to, you know, we want 10,000 people to cram into a to a, a street. We're, right. No, I mean, you can do these things. I mean, you're, you're seeing drive-ins come back because sure. people can sit in their car and watch mm-hmm. a movie. And mm-hmm. you're seeing drive-in concerts. And mm-hmm. and we're going to uh, – there, there may or may not be a virtual concert as part of this, oh, wow. a live wow. virtual <laughs> concert. So, you're you know – putting out teasers. <laughs> well, I am because, I mean, there's ways to do things. You, you just kind of have to think outside the box. We can still be safe. But listen, at the end of the day, whatever happens, just like it is now, if you don't feel it's safe or you are in a vulnerable population or, or you just want to be extra precautious, you can stay home. Yeah. We're going to have a, we're going to make it available that you'll be able to watch whatever we're doing online. Good. We're going to stream everything we do live. Good. So you're going to have lots of options and but 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 we need to we need to celebrate our community. We need to celebrate what we've been through. And our own, the, and getting on the other side of, especially the tornado. Yeah, you know, I, I was, re- I really had great plans for what this was going to be when it was just thinking about it, because it immediately struck me that day we're gonna, we're gonna, we're going to make this uh, thankfulness for all that went into everybody that helped with that tornado, sure. and the volunteers, and the, you know, the survivors, and. Uh, and we still can do that. And now we've got something else to be thankful for is all the frontline uh, health care workers and the frontline yeah. workers that have worked through this thing. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's coming Monday. You can't right? tell I'm, I'm excited about I, I get excited about these things. Well, you so, should, yes. but you're announcing Monday, announcing Monday. OK, yes. do you have a time you're announcing it? Or? Um, I'll have press release to go out and we'll have it all over our okay. social sites and mayor Porter will put it on his. Folks, and, I'm trying so hard to get information out of him. And he's he's being really good about not letting. Let it me just down, say so. this. We've always had the second largest fireworks show in Tennessee. We've always at least at least least had the second largest fireworks show in Tennessee. All right. See, he's teasing you, everybody. And I, I think it's great. I think it's great. Uh, we got about four minutes left. Yeah. Something that, of course, the tornado was devastating, and, and, and we all know that. But something good out of that that came, other than all the love that people poured into. And volunteers. How much, yeah, volunteers. And, oh, and how yeah. great our city and county worked together, and how great all of us in the in the county and cities worked together. Well, that's because my partner in crime, Randy Porter, you know. We Y'all are. are and, we, uh, we, we, we pretty much. We, we I don't know we it's scary we we like what do you think what do you think yep let's go yeah and that's that's how you get stuff done it is 
you and him decided because immediately people were sending money and where do, where do we send money to we want to help out we can't be there physically they may be from another country i don't know but we can't be there physically how do we help out we want to donate money you and him pretty in a, in a quickly timely manner decided to set up a tornado relief committee uh, this is this this square story could take a whole episode but i'll try to be quick so I started seeing stuff you know all these gofundme started popping up right some were legit but then i saw some weren't right and I said, man, we've got to have, we've got to do this. We've got to do an official account. And so we talked about it for a minute and he said, take care of it. So I'm you know, sitting there beside him. And so he's, so I, I immediately started working on, and, and thankfully, you know, the county had an account in the governmental line item um, when the last storm happened. So right. rather than having to try to create a new nonprofit, that's a, that's technically a, a uh, non-taxable account. So we're able to utilize that, set up a bank account, uh, immediately started getting the information set up a venmo set up a paypal uh, my daughter helped with that when she was sitting there at the eoc with me and so we went through got, got all that set up um another company offered the assistance of a called mobile calls which helped with the gatlinburg fires and they helped with the fundraiser the, the kobe bryant just they did out for his death and so it's this national company that, that you're able to text to to donate and so we had all these things converged at once and and that money started flowing in there and you know just so thankful over two million dollars yeah. and, and you know we the other thing that was important randy and i said we continue to raise money we wanted nothing to do sure we wanted that transparency and we wanted that separation so after all that the count built up we uh we actually shut venmo down they're not even set up for we had to close our venmos three three erroneous venmo accounts were opened and so we were trying to fix that and then they finally just said we're not set up to take donations we like we we broke venmo right, so right. we had to cancel that one but the bigger thing was then we said well, let's set up a committee and so we picked out we we found some people and they're great people bob bell uh, was chairman of our committee and Lillian Hartgrove and Judge Leon Burns and Micah Johnson and you yeah. and, and Councilman Miller. So we want a city county uh, representative and Caitlin Steakley, who kind of did the whole Cookville Strong mm-hmm. thing. So we, we tried to cover, we tried to have a broad range, very ethical people, very uh, caring people, that different ranges. And then we had Melinda Kiefer from the city economic development coordinator and John Bell, the foundation uh, it runs the hospital foundation. So those were your two administrators. Uh, you can speak to this oh. just as well as I can, but but you all established, this committee established the criteria by which this committee would disperse these funds. And we wanted it to be fair. We wanted it to be equitable. You know, obviously somebody that lost, you know, groceries and power for a while uh, would be at a different level than someone who lost a home or lost a life or right. both. And, and so you had this, y- y'all did such a fantastic job of having this range and a scoring system very easy form though it didn't make it wasn't complicated for people to fill out but everyone filled that form out and then they were ranked and scored and and then and then as the money continued to flow in i think when we first started it was at 1.5 million and through the process of this it grew to over 2 million mm-hmm. and you know we're still taking donations for a little bit longer and and hopefully we can do a second disbursement in some capacity right. of which y'all and I, I know we can't let this go on forever because sure. for auditing purposes it has to close and I think if the pandemic hadn't hit, we would have had a lot more money. Oh, but yeah. but hitting that two million, you know, we had we had people donated five and ten dollars, and we had people that donated well three hundred ninety two thousand from Food City in East Tennessee. Yeah. So I mean, 
it was just phenomenal. And the committee, I can't say enough about y'all for what you, the job you did and your administrators there that helped you with that job. And then the, how quickly that, you know, Randy Porter and his staff got the checks out. Sure. His staff, I mean, they got this list and boom, the checks were mailed out. Got messages from people who had, they just finished some repairs on their home and they didn't know what, how they were going to pay for it. And boom, the check arrived yep. in the mailbox. And yep. so, you know, it was a God thing it was. To, to organize all that it and was. have all that like it was. And it had to um, be to be happen so quickly, you know, and, and I want to thank you and, and Mary Porter for the vision and, and, uh, that's the resolve to not panic and, and get this done. Um, and that's, it, a, that's the trust thing that I was talking about. You know, he said, just do it. So here I am uh, setting up an account on the county. Yep. And and I was and and, and called called the for the, the Bank of Putnam County where Jonathan Medley helped get all this set up. So I was writing down all the login info and all. He never even knew what it was. Yeah. And so and I had it all on a sheet. And I said, "Okay, here it all is." Yeah. And so you know that's the kind of level. That's how you get things done. Sure, though, is you you working with somebody and you don't have to question their motives and you don't question their integrity. You just know, okay, we got to get this done. How are we going to do it? And you just go do it. Yeah. And um. You know, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for our city and our county partnership. I'm thankful for our commission and our council partnership. I'm thankful all these people that came out and helped and the people are still supporting our local businesses. And, you know, we live in an amazing place. We do. And I and I appreciate that. And, and we'll close on that because I appreciate your time. Appreciate everything you're doing. This has been Trending. Ben Rogers and Mary Shelton from the city of Cooville has been my guest. Wonderful job as always. We'll see you next week.